Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Whoa, What Word podcast by She Wears Worth. I am your host, Courtney Reimer. This is a place where we talk about all things as it relates to your worth and value and where it comes from. Our hope is to give you glimpses of God's goodness, to challenge your worldly views, to share personal stories, and to dig into what the Word has to say about it. Now, this season is going to look a little bit different than our first two because it is primarily going to consist of pre-recorded talks from our first She Wears Worth conference. With our next conference coming up April 19th and 20th in Winnipeg, Manitoba, I wanted to make time and share all of the powerful, practical, and encouraging things we learned from our incredible speakers last year. This week, we are blessed by the one and only Carly Quigley. She spoke at our She Wears Worth conference on her experience with anxiety and mental health and how with Christ by her side, she worked through that season of her life and continues to walk through it every day. Her vulnerability and rawness as she shares what she experienced is so moving for our teens, and I pray that what she shares helps you in some way also. She Wears Worth Conference, how are we doing? Can we give it up for this incredible band leading us today? Man, I'm excited to be here with you guys. I'm Carly. You guys, this is where you say, hi, Carly. (laughs) It's nice to meet you. And I'm just excited to be speaking first thing this morning. How's our energy levels at? Okay, so half of us are awake. I'm a morning person, so yay! How are we feeling? Awesome. Well, I, like I said, I'm Carly. I'm a lot of things. I'm a business owner. You see that guy walking around with the camera? You see it? Oh, right here. That's my husband, and we own a business together where we do you know, cinematic things. We uh, make videos, and we do music production, and I also sing in a band called Bold as Lions. Has anyone ever seen a Bold as Lions show before? Okay, a couple of us. Cool. Um, a couple other things about me. I'm what you would call a Disney adult. <laughs> so I love roller coasters. I love Disney World. I love Universal Studios. I'm like a big kid. I'm like obsessed with holding on to the magic that is life. You know, I see like a baby bunny. I named all the ones in my yard. There's Truffles, Fluffles, Puff, Muffin, Munchie. Yeah, they're all my best friends. You know, it's really cute. (laughs) And it's funny because leading up to today, I'm going to keep it real with you. I was very stressed to talk at this conference, Um, which is funny because today I'm talking about anxiety, which is a thing that I think a lot of us in this room are probably feeling. I mean, I know that a lot of you guys raised your hands when Jenny was speaking about that. And so I'm just excited to share my personal experience with you guys today. Now, you'd probably never guess it by just looking at me because I'm so fun. (laughs) But anxiety is something that has played a huge role in my life over the past few years. And it's something that I wrestle with and something that I continue to wrestle with to this day, to this morning, when we were singing the song Peace earlier, I was just like, thank you, God. I needed a reminder that you are peace because the whole situation here, me speaking, this is terrifying to me, but here I am. So we're just gonna go with it. I wanna start by saying that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a counselor. I don't have all of the answers for you guys. 
And what I do have, though, is my real-life experience, and I've talked to, to a lot of doctors and counselors and pastors on my journey to finding peace and navigating this very complex issue in our world today that is mental health. And I'm excited to share the things that I've learned along the way because there's a lot of things. Now, this is going to be a lot of information. You guys got a notebook earlier, right? I see some of you guys already have it out. I want to encourage you if something, if you're like, ooh, that would be good for me, write it down because we all know that when we leave this space, it's easy to forget the things that we hear. So use that notebook um, if you need to. And I think if you're in a situation later on where you're like, wow, I'm feeling really anxious, you can bring maybe those notes up and find a little, a little something that might help you get through that, that time. So let's jump right in. You guys ready? All right. A few years ago, I found myself in a situation where everything stable leading up to that point in my life was gone. You know, I had just signed the biggest career in my music, or the biggest deal in my music career so far. I was plugged in with a church family that I had been with for over 10 years, and I was happy. I had a community around me, friends, happily married. Of course, life wasn't perfect by any means, but it was comfortable. And how many of us love being comfortable? I sure do. I saw some, some hands there. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was involved in a circumstance that was completely out of my control that ripped every single thing that I had been working towards out of my hands. And in a minute, it was gone. Everything that I had worked towards, that foundation that I had set my life on, being a successful musician, having a career, like doing that for a living, gone. And when that happened, I was left completely isolated and I was left with just me. You know, that entire thing that I had built my life around was gone. And it was like a giant, a mountain standing in front of me. And honestly, it felt like an impossible situation. I felt complete, completely isolated and alone. And truth be told, in a lot of ways, I was alone because my community I'd say 90% of them completely abandoned me. And it was just me. And I was so, so lonely and so isolated. And everything that I knew in my life was completely different. And eventually, you know, that started to show up in my life. I started having panic attacks every day. Days and days in a row where maybe five, six, seven times in a day, I would just cry. I couldn't focus on anything, like so hard to focus. I had headaches every day. Getting a deep breath felt impossible. You know, the things that I love that brought me joy before just terrified me. I couldn't leave my house without thinking something bad was gonna happen. Who am I gonna see? What are they gonna think? What's gonna happen to me? Something bad is definitely gonna happen. And I was just living in this constant state of just like worried all the time anxious all the time. And the things that I remember really setting me over the edge was two things. The first one was, like I told you before, I'm a musician. So I've gotten to do some pretty cool things in my life. I travel across Canada sharing music with people like you guys. And I've gotten to play on some pretty cool stages. And the first thing that really showed me that something was wrong was because I didn't want to do that anymore. I was like, no, nope, there's no way. I remember we had a show booked. I was like, Sean, we got to cancel it. He's like, we can't do that. We've already sold all the tickets. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm not going up there. That was the first one. And the second thing was, I remember thinking to myself, there's no way I could ever have a family. Because, like, I can't take care of myself. How am I ever going to take care of a baby? And, like, 
the thought of those things together made me realize that something was really wrong. Like, I'm not myself anymore. I'm not the person that I thought that I was. And then it got to the point where I started to think, like, okay, so I don't like the things that I like anymore. Every day, I can't get through a day without crying. You know what? I'm dying. It's kind of funny to think about it now, but in that moment, I was, like, completely serious. Like, I was, like, something's totally wrong. I must be dying. And it... And it consumed every thought of my day, every single day. You know, one night, my husband told me, it got really bad, and he said, you know, if you want, I can take you to the hospital. We can get things checked out. Because like I said, in my head, I was fully convinced that I'm going to die. And I was desperate for some answers. You know, why am I having headaches every day? Why are my hands and feet going numb? Like, why can't I get through a day without crying? And so I thought, you know what, yeah, I'm going to go to the hospital. And I ended up in the emergency room because... I was so, so anxious. I remember when they brought me there, I cried in every single room that I went into. You know, like, you go there and you check in, you're like, hi, I'm in the emergency room. They're like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm dying. They're like, okay, but like, what's going on? I'm like, well, I have headaches every day. I'm crying now. I'm crying while I'm telling the nurse this. And I, and I remember every room that they took me into was that on repeat. I was crying when they took my blood and I was crying when they did a CT scan, which is, where they put you in this machine and they scan your brain because, like, I was having headaches every day. I'm like, I definitely, something's going on in my brain. Like, I must be dying. And so they did a bunch of tests. And, you know, it didn't make sense to me why something else wouldn't be going on, to be completely honest. And eventually the doctor came in and she asked me, she was like, hi, Carly, are you stressed out? And I was like, stressed out, like, really? I'm stressed out every single day. I got no friends, I got no job, I got nothing that I had going for me going anymore. Yes, I'm stressed out. And she said, all your tests came back perfect. Your blood works perfect, your brain is perfect, everything's perfect. I think you're struggling with anxiety. And in that moment, I think, like, I felt some relief because I was like, okay, like, I have this thing called anxiety, and like the doctor told me, so I must be okay, I guess. But, you know, she gave me some pamphlets and she sent me on my way, and I was still a little confused. Like, okay, like I just waited five hours in the emergency room to, for her to tell me that I'm nervous. Like, that's kind of what I felt in that moment. Um, but when I got home, I started to read through these pamphlets. And they started to say every single thing that I had been feeling. And I started to feel like, okay, maybe I'm not crazy. And although I had all this information, that's all I had was information. It didn't really give me anything to go forward with, and it, and it didn't go away. And it didn't magically go away. And I was struggling with this because, you know, I'm a Christian. You know, I pray. I'm like, God, take away this anxiety. And then I'm like opening one eye. I'm like feeling my heart. I'm like... I'm still anxious, and it wasn't going away, and I, I felt some guilt and shame about that because I was like, why? Like, do I need extra help? Like, am I the one person who does? At least that's how I felt. We're about to learn that that is not the case. I was not the one person, but um, one night I was with a group of my friends, and we were hanging out, and I just remember I started to feel very anxious. My hands, one of my number one symptoms with anxiety is my hands and my feet start to go numb, so I'm like, you know, that starts happening, and my heart starts beating fast, and I texted Sean, my husband, across the room, and I was like, we need to go, and he was like, 
no, we don't. I'm like, yes, we do. I am so anxious. We need to leave right now. And he said, no, you need to talk to the people you love about how you're feeling. And in that moment, I was really mad. I was like, really? You're not going to support me in this? But it was actually the best thing because I don't know what was going on around me at that time. I was in a haze. And I just kind of stopped. And I was like, guys, I need to talk to you. Like, I need help. Like, right now, I'm so anxious. I burst into tears. I'm just like, I just, I don't know what I need, but I just need help. And I think for me, that was like the start of my healing journey, to be honest. That moment of like saying it out loud, like, I'm not okay. Like, I can't do things on my own. And I need you guys to help me. So that week, I went out and I found a doctor. And I was lucky enough for shot to find a doctor that I really trusted. And, and she was very, very kind. And she said, we're going to get through this together. And for me, I was like, okay, like there's hope. Like there's, a, there's things that we can do to move past this haze of anxiety that I'm living in. And at that time, I decided that the right thing for me was to start um, medication for anxiety. Because, you know, God gives us doctors. And I don't think this is the right decision for everybody. But for me at that moment, it was exactly what I needed. And I actually think that in a lot of ways, like going on medication was something that I know it changed my life. I don't know if it saved my life, but at a time in that moment where I was so down and out, I needed that thing because I wasn't able to do it on my own. And I'm glad that I made that decision. And for the next three years, I was on anxiety medication until about two weeks ago. That's, that's when I went off of it. And so, thank you. I'm still working through it. It's, <laughs> like I said, this is something I'm currently dealing with, so that's why I'm, I'm like talking to you guys, and I'm nervous about talking to you guys about it, but that was a three-year-long journey that was something that I really, I needed. And now I'm in a season in my life where things are more stable and like, I'm good, but I just want to, side tangent, like, it's okay. Like, if you need to reach out to a doctor, like, there's no shame in that. Like, God created them. And, and if that's a solution that's going to work for you, like, go for it. Get it, girl. A um, couple other things I did. I started exercising regularly. First thing in the morning, like I said, I'm a morning person. I'm up at 6 a.m. every day at the gym. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. But it is something that has changed my mindset. I feel more clear. I feel better. And it's been amazing. Um, and a recent thing that I've done that's been so helpful for me is starting therapy. Now, I was talking to the people in my life, but for me, I needed to process through the things that I had been through, the trauma that I had been through, and talking to a professional was something that has been so helpful and has helped me understand what's going on in my head, and this is where a lot of information is going to come at you guys, and I think that this is really helpful because these are the things that have helped me, like, drastically, and so... This isn't a three-point sermon. I'm not going to be like, here's the three things, and then you'll never feel anxious again. It's not like that. But I'm just going to give you the things that helped me, and we're going to work through these things together. So I'd love to share some of these concepts with you because, you know, I don't think that mental health has a one-size-fits-all approach. But I do think that when we start the process and we dive in, we talk to the people around us, talk to our youth leaders, our pastors, maybe a counselor, a friend, a parent, then we can start to figure out the things that work for us personally and we can move forward. For me, talking openly was one of those things on social media, with my friends, with a therapist. And for a lot of my life before when everything crashed down, I was really guarded and I didn't want to let people in and I didn't trust people. 
and it was really hard for me to talk about it, but then it was all kept in the dark. We were talking about this yesterday. I don't know if you guys remember, but bringing things into the light, that's where we find freedom. That's where God is. He's in the light. We don't want to let it fester in the dark. So talking about it has been amazing. Hey, gorgeous girl, you probably know this, but mental health and anxiety is a really, really important topic. One that the Big C Church needs to talk about more. If you personally are not struggling with it, there is a good chance that there is someone close to you who is. If you want to hear more on this topic, we first chatted with Carly on the Whoa What Word podcast in our first season, episode two. It's linked below in the show notes. Do not be afraid to reach out to someone who is close to you and continue this conversation. Your mental health is so, so important. You are loved, you are worthy, and you are valued no matter what you're going through. I'd love to share with you guys some of these concepts because for years I was scared of my anxiety, not realizing that anxiety is an emotion, just like any other emotion that we have. Um, And we actually need to embrace it and listen to it, which is crazy. So I want to speak to that for a moment and explain some of the things that are going through your mind when anxiety comes up. Okay, so when you start to feel anxious, there's a potential danger in your head. That's what's going on. And you go into fight or flight mode. I need to fight this thing. I can't feel anymore. I don't want to be anxious. I need to get rid of this anxiety. And anxiety, in case you guys didn't know, is adrenaline pumping through your body. So when you have a panic attack and you feel out of control and you're like, I can't catch a breath, it's a release of adrenaline. There's so much adrenaline and we haven't properly released it. And so it's just like, you know, when you shake a can of uh, Coke and then you open it, it's like... That's what a panic attack is. It's a release of adrenaline that has gone undealt with, that hasn't been released slowly, properly, at the first time, and then eventually it just explodes. But anxiety actually isn't bad. And I know that's weird because a lot of the messaging around mental health today says that the thing is the bad thing. Like, Anxiety is the thing we need to get rid of. We are not allowed to feel anxiety. Anxiety is bad. Don't feel it. But in reality, anxiety is actually like an indicator. It's like a check engine light in a car. If it goes unchecked, the problem will get worse and it will get worse. And then eventually, you know, your transmission falls out and you need to buy a new car. But it's like when you get hungry, if you don't eat right away, you're going to get more and more and more and more hungry until eventually you're like, you're starving. It's the same thing with anxiety. It's telling you that something is going on. That check engine light comes on and and instead of going, oh no, the light is bad, we need to get rid of it. The light's not bad, it's actually just telling you that something's going on. And that's the same thing with anxiety. Anxiety comes up, you get that feeling, whatever it is for you, your hands and your feet go numb, maybe you feel like you can't breathe, maybe you just start to get very nervous. Your body's saying, hey, hello. Something's going on. And then we need to start to do that work to go, what is going on? Why am I anxious? What is causing me to feel this way? And start to problem solve so that we can move forward from it. And instead of being afraid of the emotion of anxiety, we actually embrace it and we learn how to work with it. Now, one of the things that helps me is problem solving. I know this is gonna help everybody. I'm a horrible problem solver. Like you can ask Sean, he'll be like, 
problem solving is something we're always working on because I'm, I'm bad at it. And this is a trick that's, helped, that's really helped me. There's two words that you need to know. Everyone write this down. Then what? So there's a big problem that's coming on, you know. I'm afraid if I don't go to that party with my friends, my friend is going to be mad at me. Then what? Allow yourself to go down this rabbit hole until you get to the very end of it, the worst case scenario. Well, then what? Well, then my friend hates me. And then what? Then she tells all her friends and all my friends hate me. Then what? Are your, do you have bad friends? Are they just going to leave it like that? Well, no. Well... Are you going to talk to them? Well, probably. So then what? Well, then I'm going to have to have a really, really hard conversation with my friends that I don't want to have. And then what? Well, then we're going to figure out that, like, it was okay that I didn't want to go to that party. And, like, we're still good and we're still friends. And then what? Well, then everything's fine. Oh. Okay. So you just solved your problem in one minute without having to actually go through anything. This is something that has helped me so much. I don't want to leave my house because... I might die. So what's going to happen? Well, maybe I pass out. Well, then what? Someone calls the cops or the police or not the police, uh, the ambulance. Well, then what? Then the ambulance shows up. Then what? They check me out. Then what? Are you dying? Well, then there's an ambulance there and they're going to help you. Are you not dying? Well, then someone checked you out and you know you're not dying. Okay, cool. I'm good. I just solved that problem. Two seconds. I'm becoming a pro problem solver, let me tell you. Those two words will change your life. You can put any situation in there. You know, one of my biggest fears is one of my parents dying. And I've had situations that have come up that have been terrifying for me. And I've sat there in this ball of anxiety just going through every worst case scenario. And, and you know what, guys? I've lived through some worst case scenarios in my life. And I'm still here. I was actually emotional when we were in worship because, like, I couldn't believe that, like, Five years ago, in the middle of like this super traumatic situation in my life, if you would have told me that I'd be on this stage speaking this message, I'd be like, LOL, no. But I'm here. And that made me emotional because God has got you. No matter what that thing is that you're going through. A couple more things that can be helpful are breathing exercises. You've probably heard about them. You know, breathe in or actually breathe out first, all the air. Breathe in, because when it's really hard to get a breath, breathing out makes you have to breathe. These are things that you guys can do, recognizing grounding exercises if you're in the middle of a panic attack. What's five things you see? What's four things you can touch? What's three things you hear? What's two things you smell? You guys can Google this. It's just called grounding exercises. And let me tell you, if you're in the middle of a panic attack, when you start to describe the things that you see in detail, it brings you back into reality. And I know this might be like, if some of you don't struggle with this, you might be sitting there bored. But those of you who struggle with this know that this is really, really important stuff that we need to learn because we need to be able to get ourselves out of these situations when we're in them. Because it's really, really hard when you don't know, when you don't know how to get through a panic attack when you're in one. And so I'm hoping that some of these things will be helpful for you guys. The other thing is understanding what's going on in your body. So for me, I said, you know, my hands and feet go numb when I get anxious. Well, there's actually an explanation for that. 
your body doesn't know or your brain doesn't know the difference between a physical and an emotional danger. So let's say there's a bear in front of you and it's like, roar! Your body's like, bear, bear, bear! There's nothing else that I can focus on. Well, whether that's that or an emotional danger, your body is still going, bear, bear, bear! And so the same way that if there was a bear there, you know, your blood will rush to your heart to like keep your body alive and your hands and feet will go numb. It's the same thing. It's the same thing as when there's an emotional danger. Our body reacts in the same way. And knowing these things has literally helped me so much because I'm like, I know that what's going on, I don't have to spiral into those, into those thoughts. It's important to realize as human beings that we aren't meant to do life alone. You know, we're not meant to live on islands. In fact, talking about these things and saying them out loud, it takes the scary feelings out of it and it brings it into the light. When things are in the light, it's, it's harder for them to spiral. It's not impossible, but it's, it's a lot harder. And maybe some of you guys are feeling those things. I wanna, I wanna give you like a goal for the rest of this weekend and that's share that you're feeling that with somebody. Whether it's, a youth leader or a parent or a friend, or if you need to go into the quiet room and talk to somebody and pray with somebody there, like just make it a goal. Say, hey, I'm super struggling with this. Like I'm anxious and I need help and I need prayer because that's the first step. And remember that even when you do feel alone, you're not alone. Like maybe you don't have someone here that you trust. Maybe you came alone or maybe you are with people that you don't trust and that's, that's a reality sometimes. I want you to know there's a God who made you, who loves you, who made every single little intricacy about you. And he knows what you're going through. He's not worried about our mess. It's not too much for him. He wants to walk through it with us, alongside us. It's crazy to think that God, the creator of the universe, would want to walk through these things with us, but he does. He cares. You know, maybe today this is resonating with you. You're like, anxiety is my thing. Hashtag, yep, literally me. <laughs> You're not alone. You know, in a room this size, I guarantee probably half of us have felt anxious before or are struggling with anxiety on a larger front. And that's why we got to talk about this stuff. It's time to start talking about this stuff. It's not a bad word. Anxiety, mental health, depression. Suicidal thoughts, these are not bad words. These are things we need to talk about. It's not, it's not against what God says. It's not against the Bible. Like, he knows. He knows that we're gonna feel this way. He knows. He already knows that you're feeling this way. He knows that you were feeling this way and he brought you here so you could hear this message. He loves you. He cares for you. You know, I'm going to bring this all to the Bible because we are at, you know, a conference after all. And like I said, I'm not a pastor, but there are some verses that really, really help me when I'm feeling this way. You know, in the Bible, it says, in this world, you will have trouble. It doesn't say you might have trouble. It doesn't say if you have trouble, possibly you will potentially have, no, it says you will have trouble. But it doesn't end there. It says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. This is Jesus speaking. You will have trouble, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. It says, don't be anxious about anything. 
Don't worry. Instead, pray about everything. Bring your request to him because he cares for you. And, and lastly, this is the one that I just love. It says, do not fear, for you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And this is my favorite literal word in the whole Bible. It says, and of sound mind. And when I'm feeling crazy, I do not feel like I have a sound mind. But God says you do. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Do you know actually 365 times in the Bible it tells us don't fear, don't worry, don't be afraid. He's here, he's holding your hand, walking with you, he's giving you everything you need. He doesn't say those things because he knew it would be easy. In the Bible, when it says, don't be afraid, it doesn't say, don't be afraid. It'll be fine. Don't worry. Why are you worrying? Like, you're good. No, that's not what it's saying. He said these things because he knew every single day when we woke up in the morning, there would be things that would come at us that would cause us to be afraid. That's why he said 365 times, one time for every single day, because he knew. He's saying, I know the world is hard. Don't worry, I have got you. He didn't say, just don't worry. He said, I know it's hard. That's why I've told you 300 times. Every day, every single day, I know there's going to be reasons for you to be afraid. But God is with us in those moments. You know, every day there's things that are going to cause us to feel like we want to quit. Say, I'm done. Life's too hard. My community isn't there for me. My friends hate me. I didn't get into that school. That boy, he used me for my body. I'm not worth more. These are lies. Every day, God knew And he felt those same things on the journey to the cross. You don't have to do it alone. If you're here and you don't know God, maybe you just got dragged here. (laughs) I just want to tell you that there is a God who made you and who loves you so much. He understands you. Nothing's too big or too messy for him. All those thoughts that might be going on in your head that you haven't said out loud because you're ashamed or you're too scared You are worried what people are going to think about you. God already knows those thoughts, and they're not too big, and they're not too scary, and he doesn't think differently of you because of them. He loves you. There's a purpose for your life. There's a reason why you're on this planet. You're not alone. You are loved. You matter. You matter to God. You matter to the people sitting right beside you. You matter to your parents. You matter to your friends, to your youth leaders, to your pastors. You matter. If you weren't here, the world would be different in a bad way. And the things that are working against you are actually the things that God wants to use to propel you forward into your future. Now, that's crazy. But it's in our weakness that we are made strong. Because I'm only on this stage by the grace of God, honestly. However many years ago, I didn't think that I would ever do this again. I didn't think I would go back on tour. 
I didn't think I would sing on another stage. I didn't think that I would not cry in a day. Crying's not bad, by the way. It's actually great for you, but when you're doing it seven times a day, not great for me, at least. (laughs) But I'm here. Because God is moving. He's working with me. So what are those dreams in your heart? You know, what are the things that you're really good at? The things that, that you just love, that you're put on this planet to do. And what are the fears that are holding you back from doing those things? Sometimes I feel like my biggest struggles are the things that discredit me and disqualify me from living a, God, uh, living a life worth uh, significance or going after the dreams in my heart. When in fact, it's in my weakness that God uses me the most. Because guess what? I wouldn't be here if I didn't struggle with anxiety, which is crazy. I wouldn't be here sharing my, my heart with you guys and saying, you know, I've walked through this and it's been really hard. Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> you know, one thing that I'm learning through all of this is that my worth is not in the things that I do. It's also not in my struggle with anxiety. I was laughing this week because I was talking to my friends. I'm like, I'm so anxious to talk at the conference. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, anxiety. (laughs) I am not somebody who will be walking around and be like, it's because of my anxiety this. It's because of my trauma this. It's because of my this, this. I don't want to put that on myself. I just don't. I don't want to be my anxiety. Because I'm so much more than that. And I'm so much more than a singer, and I'm so much more than a videographer, and I'm so much more than a Disney adult. (laughs) Although sometimes I'd like that to be my full identity and personality. I'm more than that. I'm a child of God. That's where my worth is found. The other things that I do or don't do, they don't define me. They're a part of my story. They're something that God's going to use every day. Because, because I've gone through these things, I get to relate to people like you. And maybe some of you guys are sitting there and you're like, man, I'm so anxious. Well, God wants to use that. He wants to use you and you and you and you. He wants to use you in those things that are so hard that you're like, that disqualifies me. No, it doesn't. It actually propels you forward into the purpose that God has set before you in your life. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you loved what you heard and what God is up to here at She Wears Worth, make sure to follow along at She Wears Worth on all social media platforms and visit our website. Also, it would mean the world to us if you could subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening, share it with a friend or two, and leave a comment. Doing so helps get this podcast and its message into more hands, and we need your help to spread worthiness around. Thanks so much, y'all. Have a great week.